TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Every Wednesday at this time, we do something called the Great Debate Series. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, uh, loosely inspired by the news. So this year, this week's news this one's really loose, by the way, but <laughs> I, I still really like it. I like it, too. So this week's uh, loosely based on the news is the fact that Anthony Kim is attempting to make a comeback uh, as a professional <laughs> golfer. So it got us thinking about the greatest comeback from retirements of all time. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Again, we- loosely based. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we say yeah. some of these names, to me, Anthony Kim is not in the conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. Just like Matthew Slater and Jackie Slater wasn't quite the Mannings last week. Right. When we said the greatest <laughs> father-son duos of sports. Okay. It's loosely I like it, based though. on the news. I like it. So Anthony Kim retired from professional golf, and now he's coming back. We're talking about the greatest comebacks of all time and you had to be retired okay or at least you had to say you were retired this couldn't be oh i came back from injury or i just you know i don't know what other kind of comeback there's a secondary bit here where you guys say what the topic is and then the rest of the guess how you got to the topic (laughs) should i have not given it away i might have gotten anthony kim but would the entire audience have gotten that Definitely I don't know. Not. You guys were really excited about Anthony Kim to, earlier I'm this just week. A to, the point, to the point where I wondered, was I missing something on Anthony Kim? So he was really popular. I kind of missed yeah, that story. He was mad cool. Yeah. yeah. I think people Anthony liked him. Kim. Mad cool. <laughs> Super. Really? He, he was, was like one Tiger Light. The few golfers actually wanted to follow and hope that he did well. Like, had yeah. big, big belt buckles, right? He had cool belts. Yeah. That was one yeah, of his things. I don't know. What, what year was like 2013, 2012? No, I just get further than that. than that. Yeah. Oh, I just I was wasn't. High school, I think. Yeah, I remember him being a thing, but I don't remember him being that big a thing. But He's anyway. also in my favorite Tiger Woods commercial, him and, and a bunch of other guys, where it's the one where Tiger comes back after um, the ACL injury. Yeah. Um, and like it's basically all the Nike golfers celebrating all the wins they're having and you know, they're on beaches, they're going on, you know, all these, you know, lavish trips. And then, like, in one, at the end of it, they're in a clubhouse and Tiger Woods walks in and then the mood just totally changes. They're like, oh, hey, Tiger. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot about our imaging. Let's play it. Play it. The Great Debate Series. I need to give this segment the formality that it deserves. So again, these are the greatest comebacks from retirement of all time. Perloff, begin. Okay. Uh, I'm going to the world of boxing where the great comebacks all exist. I mean, Muhammad Ali, of course. The comeback, the rules are a little different because I don't know if you do coming back from what happened with him in the Vietnam and the draft. 
Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard came back about a million times. It was awesome. But to me, the ultimate comeback is George Foreman. Not only because I recently saw the movie about his life on a plane. Look at the numbers. <laughs> Dude retired in 1977 and came back 10 years later much, much bigger in 87 because he needed money. And then at age 45, he came back at 38. At 45, won the title, be Michael Moore. Uh, is this is the craziest comeback of all time because he did not look like he was ready to fight. Remember when he came back, he was gigantic and he was really, really good. He almost beat Holyfield. And then eventually he was just, he never moved to start. If you look at the old Ali fight, the guy never like was jumping around the ring anyway. He's like me. He never had athleticism. So he had nothing to lose, just pure what? raw strength. And he was a great, yes, just like you. He was a great roster. fighter in his forties, and it was an inspiration to older athletes like myself. Not only that, the dude got a grill and sort of <laughs> and helped out dorm rooms across oh, America yeah, and made way, millions of dollars. It is the most. Yeah. Um, if you told anybody, if I've watched a lot of documentaries on that era of boxing, if you said anybody in 1975 that George Foreman, 30 years later or 20 years later, was going to win a title and have one of the most popular kitchen products in America. <laughs> People would say you're totally crazy. He went from this forlorn, <laughs> weird dude in the 70s to America's sweetheart. And that's why, to me, the whole package makes him the greatest comeback in sports history. Yeah. I mean, he was angry. He was depressed after losing the Rumble in the Jungle. There's a lot there. We're talking about the greatest comebacks out of retirement of all time. The only thing is boxers retire after every fight. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true. So I, I couldn't pick some pick a boxer here. That, that is a fact. Boxers do like to retire. Yeah, if they you got it. beat up for twelve rounds, wouldn't you want to retire? <laughs> I would. No moss. That would be me. That would be my nickname, Maggie No Moss Gray. Um, for me, the greatest comeback out of retirement is the most decorated Olympian of all time, and that's Michael Phelps. Let me paint a picture for you. Michael Phelps has 18 gold medals, 22 overall medals, had just competed in four straight Olympic games and said to the world, quote, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm retired, I'm done, no more. I just want to be done with swimming and I didn't want anything to do with the sport anymore. That's not just, hey, I'm going to do something else with my life. That is, I do not want to be associated with the sport anymore. I'm burnt out. Went on. To get to some really dark times. But a DUI, contemplated suicide. I mean, re- things got really desperate for Michael Phelps. And then he decided to not only become an advocate for therapy and other things, but to start a comeback. But why? Not for Olympic glory. Not to prove anything to the sponsors. Not to prove anything to the fans. He said, I'm coming back for me. I'm going to swim for myself now. I've been swimming for everyone else. I'm going to swim for myself. What happened? Rio Olympics. Five more gold medals. The final tally, 23 gold medals, 28 overall. The most decorated Olympian of all time, as I mentioned. He came back. He was 31 years old. He was married with a kid. Totally different dude. Michael Phelps. For the demons he slayed outside of the pool. For how the comeback was successful. Greatest comeback out of retirement of all time. EJ. Well, as great as Michael Phelps were and as great as George Foreman uh, was as well, None of these guys have Jay-Z lyrics named after them, okay, for their comeback. Nobody has, when I come back, like Jordan wearing the 4-5, which is why Michael Jordan is the greatest comeback from retirement. This is what it sounds like when he his first game-winning shot uh, out of retirement. The inbounds to Michael, reaching the clock. Jordan for the win. Macro, 
Michael Jordan rings a two and the Bulls win. Michael Jordan comes back wearing the 4-5, double nickel against the Knicks, a game winner against the Hawks, which you heard right there. Playoffs didn't go so great. They did lose uh, to the to the Magic. Got upset in, in the second round of the playoffs. But after that, three more championships. The game-winning shot at the end of Game 6 of the 98 Finals. Three-peat is why we're still talking about LeBron and GOAT conversations. Last Dance did a whole thing on this as well. When he left, not only did he leave the sport, as Maggie was talking about with Michael Phelps, he did a different sport. He went and said, hey, I'm going to go play baseball mm. and see how this thing goes. Didn't go that great there. Was able to come back and once again uh, reclaim his dominance. I don't think this is close. Michael Jordan, by far, the greatest comeback from retirement. How'd the second retirement go? Uh, that one, uh, we, we forget <laughs> yeah. about. Though I think that he gets, he gets too much crap for the Wizards years. He was they a scored really 20 good points a game at when he was totally out of shape. All right, he's out of shape, and that team was terrible, and like he had them in somewhat playoff contention. He was fine with the Wizards. That, that wasn't so bad. But the first also, one, definitely. Do you believe, and this is, we'll get into this. I'm putting my hand up. I say, do you believe three. he actually retired? I don't. Or that he was forced yeah. to leave the sport is yeah. one of the great conspiracy theories. Good that, try, though, EJ. That, that a lot of people have debunked, but yes, it's uh, still no, out I th- there. I think, he, I think he retired. It was the death of his father. Yeah. It was. Because I don't, I don't think a season-long suspension gambling. makes any... I feel like whatever the suspicion is of what he did, it wouldn't match a season-long suspension. Oh, uh, you know, if he was in trouble gambling, he wouldn't get yeah. a season-long or a random on basketball. Then no. Well, well that's, back that's then, the, that's the big question. But mm-hmm. let's move on. Uh, the great debate series for today. Obviously, that's a great one. Uh, the greatest comeback out of retirement of all time, Andrew Bogish. Well, I wanted to go back to my Soviet hockey uh, <laughs> here, but you don't come back from that retirement in Soviet <laughs> hockey, so we'll just do North American hockey. Mario Lemieux retired after the 96-97 season, back issues, mm. cancer, went immediately mm. into the Hockey Hall of Fame, became part owner of the Penguins, and then said, you know what, I want to come back. And he came back, he played well, rescued the Penguins. If he doesn't come back, there probably isn't a Pittsburgh Penguins team anymore. They're playing somewhere else. We don't have Mario back again. We never have Crosby and Malkin and Marc-Andre Fleury. So Mario Lemieux, one of the greatest ever, is gone for three-plus seasons, comes back, is still an elite all-time player, and saves a franchise and a city. And we've got some sound from that. Yager turns around. Over to Lemieux. Hey! It has come back here tonight at the Mellon Arena, and the Penguins lead three to nothing, and he is smiling like a butcher's dog, Mario Lemieux. <laughs> Great call. All right, Pete, who do you have? Greatest comeback out of retirement of all time. Well, my individual starts with this call. In their 63rd season. <laughs> it's happened! The Texas Rangers win the World Series! Yes, the greatest comeback ever is Bruce Bochy from wow. retirement. Wow. 2019, he retires. A sport <laughs> that's changing. That's true. A sport that's changing in terms of analytics and everything to do with it. And he comes back, comes off his couch into the dugout for a team that was okay coming into the season and wins the World Series right away. Bruce Bochy is the best comeback story from All retirement. Right. There you have it. Uh, listen, I like it. Um, I don't. 
I love it. I don't care. <laughs> for the, I think for the it's same great. reason you dislike it, I love it. <laughs> I, mean, I just think coaches. It is a different game now. Coaches, I mean, there's probably a few coaches you could look at. It's a little different because they don't have to get in physical shape to return. So is that could that be the argument against Bochy? Yeah, it's incredible they did that. But you're you're a coach, so you don't have to get your body back. I think that's the only argument. Against okay, it. you come off the couch and go manage the team, manage the uh, oh, Texas the okay. Texas Rangers <laughs> to a world championship. Definitely get a pay raise if I get to do well, that. Well, listen, right. it went terribly for Tony Larusa, so it's not like that's everyone true. can do it. Do I have to wear those see-through pants? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know who's going to come back? Yeah. Dick Vermeil was 16 years away and came back and won a that's Super right, Bowl. That's right, with his tears too. Yeah. <laughs> Parcells did Parcells retire and come back? I think he did. Oh, I don't several know if it times. Worked. Yeah, probably. Okay, so there you have it. Great debate series. We're talking about the greatest comeback from retirement of all time. Perloff says George Foreman winning the title at 45. We have audio of, of the things that Perloff and I said, too. Should we just play those? Because EJ spent so much time looking them up. Great right hand landing for Foreman. He's had a pretty good round here at number 10. Again, Atlas didn't count the Atlas. Here we go again with the Atlas. Uh, Michael Moore is down. Goes Moore on a right hand. An unbelievably close in right hand shot. I can't believe it. The crowd deafening here. The mighty Michael Phelps. The champion is leading. He's had a very big campaign. Pereira is throwing everything at him, but Phelps is increasing the lead, increasing the stroke rate. There has never been a better swimmer. The most decorated swimmer is miles ahead. Michael Phelps. Extraordinary, yet again. And that was my pick. Michael Phelps comes back for the Rio Olympics. So Proloff had George Foreman. I had Michael Phelps. EJ went with Michael Jordan. Uh, Bogish went with Mario Lemieux. And Pete Pilati went with Bruce Bochy. Can I just right. have a bone to pick with the Michael Phelps pick? Yeah, go well, ahead. Why are you, hold on. Why are you laughing <laughs> okay, maybe not. at that? Why are you laughing at that? He had to yeah, learn analytics again. He won a World Series with the Texas Rangers. So, okay, if I can have the floor. No, uh, you can't. Wait, <laughs> that's ridiculous. You asked him a question. He's laughing whatsoever. I, not like I picked someone that, that played board games. <laughs> so, Andrew he kind of did, though. Oh, okay, well, you know what? <laughs> Andrew Kaplan, who's back today, we're thrilled to have him what back. What does he want? Oh, <laughs> Rami did a great job. Uh, Pete had two things. He said, I wonder which wrestler Pete's going to pick was number one. And then two, didn't Dusty Baker just did this with the Astros so he's not as impressed? That, oh. That's Kaplan. I'm going to back away. I think it's the reason. It's the physicality of Bochy. He's like it was an old man when he won with the last team, and he's an old man. He comes back. It's like the uh, you know Larusa. We've talked about Larusa and and Jack. Like I don't know. It's just different because they're not players. I that, mean, you, that's the big difference. If you are doing the athlete thing, I mean, I think that wrestlers should be on the conversation because what those guys put through their body to come back and take that punishment, like Shawn Michaels, basically had a broken dead back. Yeah, came back and wrestled for you and know a horrible five, six substance years. abuse problem. Yes, and substance abuse issues, and came back and was it was amazing, maybe even better than he was before. The yeah. only so, thing about wrestling is, first of all, everyone comes back. It's not rare, right? And also, I never tell what's a work. I think I think was the difference is like with Sean, for example. He retired, and yes, everybody comes back, but he came back was a full time worker. This wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna do 
a one-off WrestleMania match to get the, you know. Like the to, Undertaker once a year or whatever. Right, or whatever. This was like, hey, not only my back, like, I'm wrestling every every week. Like, I'm wrestling the young guys on the roster. Like, like what Sean did was a little different, especially considering the issues he had. Like, we're lucky he's still alive. Yeah, that's frankly. true. Uh, greatest comebacks from retirement, Bogish. Not this has made my day. First the dogs, and now I think Pete <laughs> using Bruce Bochy for the second time in like care. seven weeks. I don't care. He was, I your, care. Second, he was I, your best I, second I, act as a manager, too. I don't care. Too. I'll use uh, wrestlers, oh, tennis players, golf play, golfers, anybody. You said I, I, I will he make was my gone for three and a half years, and the point. game changed. Like in 2019, <laughs> Rafael Santana was still hitting 208 right. and batting eight <laughs> and playing shortstop for the Mets. Okay. We were pretty good in analytics in 19. Bruce Bochy didn't miss a lot in four years. You do it, all right? <laughs> Listen, uh, someone updated Excel. It's a different Excel now. Hey, we did go for American League to National League. Yeah, and from to yeah. Google Sheets, that threw him off. I know, but there's not a DH. In, yeah. There's a DH in both leagues. <laughs> right. If you think Bruce Bochy can use Excel, you're out of your mind. He <laughs> <laughs> you can barely use email. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's your problem with Michael Phelps? That's a great pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, Michael Phelps' story is fantastic. It's nothing mm. against his story. Mm. But when you retire... Oh, okay. That was from <laughs> Pearl. But, the story is amazing. But, but when swimmer. you retire from Olympics, if we're going to make fun of the boxing retirements, you got four years to figure out if you really want to do another one. He didn't miss another Olympics. Right. That, that, that's you, my favorite continuity. You retire and you say, I'm not doing this anymore. And you could literally not swim for two years and still be ready to go for the next Olympics. Like, he didn't really leave anything important to us. Like, did he leave maybe a world championships that we don't watch? Maybe. But, like... For us, it's like he never left. I that's a, that's exactly that's well said. That's my issue is that he didn't miss one. I, Simone Biles is going to be a great comeback in a sense if she wins this year, but she still didn't miss an Olympics. Like, I don't know, like, and he had real issues. So I'm not saying that like he wasn't really seriously done with the sport. But when someone in in boxing or in Olympics, I think they're kind of the same. Like when they say they're retiring, I'm like, all right, call me in two years and let's see where you're at. Like, you, you put your body through immense amounts of punishment to get ready for a certain fight or get ready for an Olympic run. Right. It's grueling. And, yeah, you're probably done with it. You don't want to do it anymore. But guess what? Like, boxers can Wait. not box for three years and come back. Okay, be but fine. That, that's just basically, though. There's no seasons. I, I know, but there is for them. We just may not pay attention to it as the public. There's still world championships, and they are still swimming on a certain schedule that we just, it's our fault we don't pay attention to it once but every four years. They're still in their sport competing. He actually got suspended because of the DUI where he ended up having to go and swim in a different place. Like, I, I just, I can't hold that against him because that happens to be the rhythm of the sport. Just because he doesn't have, there's not Olympics every year doesn't mean he's not a great story. And again, we're talking about the greatest comebacks out of retirement of all time. Did anybody look at Joe Flacco as an option here this, this time around? <laughs> <laughs> I was at, uh, did, did he retire or did the Jets try to retire him? Yeah. <laughs> That's a question. Like, uh, well, did Brett this guy Favre retire? was the same way, right? Because well, like, he never actually twice. missed anything, though. Well, in our call, I see we were talking about Tom Brady retired twice, Favre retired three times. Did he retire twice? Yeah. If you don't, that's the Phelps argument. I think, I think it's, I understand what you're saying, Maggie, but I do think that if you're going to try and knock Phelps, it's because he didn't miss an Olympic. Okay, but I also, Brett Favre, for example, never missed a training camp. Like, did you really <laughs> no. go away from well, the sport? Up, he showed up in mid-August in, in <laughs> yeah. Jersey for the Jets, and that went snaps Because he didn't know how to work with Nick Mangold and look at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's at, we know did, what he was doing when he was bored alone in that dorm room. Yeah, that please, did not go well. <laughs> don't don't give <laughs> Brett Favre your number. But I th- and Jen Sturger never did. I, I think that you have to miss some time, though, and for this to be all cut to all time great comeback. Like Tom Brady was retired for 30 days. 
Yeah, yeah, no. He does not get in there. He does not get in there. No, that doesn't count. Anyway. Yeah, but my guy was the longest, 10 years. Bochi was only three years. Who? Uh, he was like four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who was yours again, Bogus? Mario Lemieux. How, how much time did he miss? Like three plus years. I mean, he's got the... Uh, Bogus has the cancer on his side. That's a tough one. On my side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pro cancer. I mean, <laughs> come back from cancer. I think you might get Bogus in. Bruce Bochy got a cold but you know, once we, in 2021. If we put this up as a poll, we all know who's winning. Bochy. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, EJ's got Michael Jordan. I don't even know the, the, the again, category, though, and I'm voting Jordan on any poll. But again... There are a lot of people who don't believe that he, that retirement was on his own. Mm -hmm. um, Delta 9 in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio and twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio says Rick Ankiel. That yeah, was a good, a good one. one. You come back from the yips, right? And came back yeah. playing a different position. You Mental became a great, illness, yeah. great outfielder. Great book about his life. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good I think a cannon did, in an outfield, by the yeah, way. I <laughs> think that's important. I think you... pitcher there. Yeah. Exactly. You really need to come overcome adversity in this comeback. You can't just say, like Tom Brady, oh, I'm going to retire, and then 30 days later say, I'm bored, I'm coming back. <laughs> Actually, psych, I'm back. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> you should hear Pete's anti-Rick Ankiel taking my ear right I now. I mean, <laughs> you want to get on me for Bochi? I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Rick Ankiel came back. He was an okay outfielder. <laughs> Through the right. ball in the stands. I know he was an okay outfielder. I come on. Stuff, but I, fine. But the Yips, he threw the ball in the stands. All right. <laughs> But were you really like what Bruce Butcher was like? I can't believe he's back in baseball. How did he do but, it? How? He won a championship. He but won so a did, championship. But so did Dusty. Uh, Dusty won a bunch of cheaters. Eight five five two one two four CBS. The best comeback out of retirement. You hear what we had to say. What do you have to say? Also coming up, uh, <laughs> one team's doing it correctly, and what is it? We'll tell you next. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. All right, it's Wednesday here on the Maggie and Perloff Show, which means great sports debate. Today, we we're talking about the greatest comeback in sports history, loosely based on Anthony Kim returning to the golf world. Uh, I went with George Foreman. Maggie went Michael Phelps. EJ went the great Michael Jordan. Bogus went with... Why do I keep forgetting who you went with? Mario Lemieux. Oh, right. And... The Bruce <laughs> Bochy of hockey. People Adi took over the segment with Bruce Bochy, <laughs> the manager who won with the Rangers. So give us a call at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 with your greatest comeback in sports history. Uh, first, we have some gifts, Maggie, which we love. We yes. love gifts. So this comes from, I'm glad we're all in here together and Bogus is here uh, for the updates. So we had a conversation because the George Mason, uh, <laughs> Patriots. The, the Patriots, thank you, they beat. Dayton. Dayton, Dayton, and this is the first time they'd beat a ranked opponent on their home floor. Now, this is long before the court storming conversation went to a very dark place with uh, <laughs> Kyle Filipowski from Duke. But in happier times, three weeks ago, this was a really great story. And this they, was actually last Wednesday, Maggie. <laughs> it was what? roughly seventy-two <laughs> hours before. Wait, yeah, it was this was last Wednesday. Yeah, Things moved fast. Yep, three, two, one. Last Wednesday, the huh. George Mason Patriots had an unbelievable win over the Dayton Flyers, Perloff. They stormed the court. It feels, I'm with you, it feels like it was a long time ago. <laughs> so, they happened to storm the court on floppy hat night. Oh, right. And the the call is legendary. They're storming the court. It's floppy hat night. Uh, and we thought, what's the most, the least intimidating piece of clothing you could be wearing storming the court is a floppy hat. Turns out it was a bucket. It was a bucket hat, which has become really popular. So uh, I got a great text message from a friend of mine named Tim who lives in my hometown of Binghamton, New York. 
and does some Binghamton um, University basketball games. <laughs> Floppy hat night. Yes. So Tim said, hey, you know, I have a friend who works for the Erie Seawolves as a minor league team, the AA affiliate of the Detroit Tigers in Erie, Pennsylvania, and said, hey, they have some bucket hats and they'd love to send you guys some because uh, also Bogish was looking to get his own George Mason floppy hat because George Mason's coming to play Fordham this week. And that happened last night, actually. <laughs> Where's your hat? It's a fair question, but if you, I'll have that later. <laughs> then you were not offering to get enough for the whole for the whole class. So we're like, well, Bogish can't wear one. Anyway, so Greg was good enough to send us a whole box of floppy hats, of bucket hats from the Erie Seawolves, and they arrived today, and they look incredible. Now, little did I know there was a lot more to the story about these bucket hats for the Erie Seawolves, and this is actually a very um, nice but but really sad story. Hmm. So in 2019, the Erie Seawolves had a player named Chase Numata who tragically passed away in a horrific skateboarding accident in Erie. Oh. You may remember this. The accident occurred before the team's last series of the season, uh, and he passed away during the final game of the season. This is a really tragic story that you may remember when a minor league player was killed in a skateboarding accident. So they were going to honor him in 2020, but everything was canceled due to COVID. So the stars aligned, according to Greg, where they were able to get his family back to Erie on August 14th, which is Chase's birthday, to have a special tribute night. Now, Chase was from Hawaii, so the team wore jerseys with Hawaiian print, and they gave away these bucket hats to fans. All the proceeds from the on-field jersey auction that night benefited the newly established Chase Numata Scholarship, which awards college-bound varsity baseball and softball players with scholarships. So not only do we get blessed with these very cool Hats, they also are for an amazing cause. And I think now, the next time we do one of our classic giveaways, Pearl Off, when we do funny things on YouTube, get subscribers and give away money, we've been giving it to the Boys and Girls Club, and it's been a great and successful partnership. I am I would like to uh, amend that. I think that we should now be giving it to the Chase Numata Scholarship. So for our next, Love it. Our next weird, crazy thing we do, which is going to be coming up soon, um, I think this is our new cause. Awesome. I okay. love it. Yeah. So let's pass out the bucket hats. And again, thank you to Greg who heard us. And just by the crazy stars aligning that I, we happen to know somebody in common and we all get eerie Seawolves bucket hats. So cool. How about that? All right. I feel like it also should confirm that, like, you know, we now have a double A affiliate team. I know there was some conversation about whether or not we should all jump on the bandwagon. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm completely all in on the Erie Seawolves. And, and they're actually real the animals, we learned, too. So <laughs> yeah, right. now I'm definitely all in. There you go. So you guys want to come in, get your hats? Yeah. We've got a lot of them over here. This is awesome. So, Greg, thank you if you're listening. We appreciate this so much and also for an amazing story behind it. So we're proud to be associated with it. Um, on a lighter note, yeah. the George Mason Patriots were in the Bronx last night. Oh, yeah. Tell us. Give us the update. Now, the headline is Fordham beat George Mason which means I think that's the transitive property. Fordham would beat Dayton since George Mason beat Dayton. Mm. And Dayton's a top 20 <laughs> team. However, Fordham did lose to Dayton recently, so the math goes out the window. You want a quad one win off of that? <sighs> Don't I get thought Fordham on the was terrible. Uh, incorrect. Well, I thought they couldn't year. score. 
Uh, they've had some issues. Last night, this game was 19-18 at halftime. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They're <laughs> really... Uh, Wait, it did what? end 61-60, to one last night. Uh, the problem with the bucket hats, and I am not handing out blame because the blame could absolutely be on my antiquated AOL email address, uh, but I began the process of connecting with George Mason last Friday, which I thought was plenty of time. I didn't hear back from George Mason until Monday when they were already in New York ah. to play this game last night. So there are no George Mason bucket hats at the moment. Would you like one of ours? I already do okay. have one. Thank you very much. All right. So here we are. Apparently, they still uh, sell these every time they do a giveaway in the team store. The line is around the block to be the first thousand people getting in the gates. for These, these are yeah, legitimate these are really hats. Cool. They're not these are like awesome. give, you know, the old school kind of cheap giveaways. These are legitimate bucket hats. I yeah, know. It's like, you know, I know not free advertising, but I love 47 brand and these are 47 brand hats. A lot of my sweatshirts and T-shirts are from them. So. This is legit. This is awesome. I'm really excited about this. Love it. All right. So we're all Seawolves fans. <laughs> the only bad news is Bruce Bochy's head is too big for this, so he wouldn't be able to get <laughs> one Send one to Bruce Bochy. Would Make his own. Would it be harder or easier for Bruce Bochy to lead the Seawolves to a minor league <laughs> double-A championship? It'd be harder. Well, the uh, analytics of the game have changed <laughs> yeah. a lot over the last six Especially months. Especially in double-A. <laughs> I like get photos of Bruce Bochy at the end of his time. Uh, with the Giants and and with her, he looks exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, you would know if, if I changed the hat, you would have no idea which one was which. Okay, great. He's still world champion. It's not George Foreman. It's not George, Michael Phelps. It's George Foreman. He just came back into the ring for a payday. You said that. He needed then money. He then the he grill. made a grill. Then he made more money. Yeah. Michael Phelps had to swim all those miles to get back in the pool. Well, what I, did Bruce Bochy have to do? Look, with Michael Phelps, Wake up. I won't, take away, I won't take it away from Michael Phelps because you always add a plus one to an Olympian because of the corrupt IOC. So. Oh. I will. I, oh, wow. I, will, I will give. Interesting. I didn't my, know Pete had that take. Yes. Right. Yes. So there you go. Wait, so the so, IOC is out, out to get Michael Phelps? You no, the, I, the IOC is all corrupt. It's all, the whole thing is corrupt. Huh. I mean, yeah. it, is, it is corrupt. That is true. Yeah, no, he's right. <laughs> didn't, connect, didn't connect the dots of Phelps. Well, but. I, was, I thought we'd wait till July to get this take from Pete. No. <laughs> I'll give you a preview. <laughs> 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 Great debate. Worse a governing body. NCAA, IOC, future future debate. Uh, okay, so we're talking about the greatest comeback out of retirement of all time. Bill is in California. He's got one for us. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Mag. How are you guys? Now, was it Pete that said that said Bochi? That's yes. me. You know, Pete, I'm a Bochi guy, but I got to disagree. I don't think Bochi really retired. He just had to get out and not watch the franchise get tore down by Farhan mm. and went to the Rangers. But, okay. you know, not a bad. But my pick is Ryan Sandberg, the Sandman. Mm. He retired and then came back in 96 and had two of the best uh, seasons of his career. I know he didn't win a championship or anything, but, I mean, got to take your hat off to the Sandman. I think he did a great job when he came back. So, wait, uh, Bill, you sound old enough to remember Ryan Sandberg is, goes in Philly's lawyer. Is that the worst trade in the history of baseball, Ryan Sandberg, for mm. Yvonne de Jesus? Uh, besides the sale of Babe Ruth, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you guys don't remember this. <laughs> Philly's always talking about they had Ryan Sandberg, and they were like, "We need Yvonne yep. de Jesus, a veteran." Short. A lot of you probably know this guy. It was the worst <laughs> trade ever. We talk about it all the time. Wait, uh, Bill, you have a right to be offended here. Perloff said you sound like you're old enough to remember. <laughs> well, he was talking about uh, uh, Sandberg. Ma Matt, Maggie, if you felt the way my body is because of what my wife puts me through cleaning up our farm. 
I do feel like I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, thank you so much for the phone call and a great, uh, a great one, Ryan Sandberg. We're talking about the greatest uh, come from come out of athletes coming out of retirement. I'm sorry, or coaches, anyone in sports coming out of retirement to uh, to have a. I was I was assuming you, know, you guys don't know much about Ryan Sandberg. I mean, no, I, I remember. I, I know that story that he was affiliate and he wasn't. Oh. But we're talking about worst trades of all time. I mean, it's, Babe it's, Ruth is number one. He yeah, got yeah, traded but, for, you know, the was it the rights to No No Nanette? Yeah. Broadway show? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a historically bad trade. But Sandberg makes, like, some of the bad trade lists, and the Phillies had him. I mean, the Phillies went to the World Series in 83. If they had Sandberg, I mean, uh, maybe they'd beat Baltimore. They had one of the best trades, too, with the Phillies with uh, Lenny Dykstra. What? When, when they traded for when they traded for Lenny Dykstra and Roger McDowell, and they only gave up Juan Samuel, who was aging. Yeah, that was that's a pretty good deal for them too. And they went to the World Series. Ah, uh, hit a did he hit a home run in Game Six? I think he did, right? Ryan Samber? No, not Samber. Sorry, uh, uh, Dykstra. My bad. Maggie knows Dykstra well. I don't know <laughs> uh, uh, that World Series. I mean, he had a great year in Philly. Yeah, but I mean, Lenny Dykstra obviously you're bringing a lot to the table with it. Uh, uh, I'm just I'm talking about just on sure. the field. Yeah, he was a uh, MVP candidate. Right? Uh, next well, week's great debate. Worst MLB trades of all time. Take this, this, is what, we get, this is what we get trying to give the Phillies any credit. Worst of the best. Uh, again, want to say a big thank you to Greg, who uh, is the assistant GM and communications for the Erie Sea Wolves of the AA affiliate of the Detroit Tigers. Sent us these cool bucket hats in memory of Chase Numata who was one of their players who was tragically killed in a skateboarding accident, and now this is our team. Bogus, we were supposed to do an update here. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it was the shot of the night in hoops, and maybe it'll be the shot of the season. Cavs out of timeout. Struess into Mobley. Back to Max. Half-court shot. Good! Good! He hit it! Cavs win! Is going crazy. Tim Alcorn on Cavs Radio. Max Struess, a running 59-foot buzzer beater in Cleveland. His Cavs stunning the Mavs 121-119 after Dallas took the lead on a P.J. Washington dunk with 2.6 seconds left. Cleveland didn't have a timeout left, so Struess threw it in, got it back, and hit the ridiculous shot all after he knocked down four threes in just 67 seconds earlier in the fourth to help the Cavs erase a 10-point hole. Less drama in Milwaukee as the Bucks stayed hot. A three-game win streak after a 123-85 route of the Hornets. They're now 6-7 and seven under Doc Rivers. I thought we were very physical. I thought our hands were active. Our deflections over the last four or five games have just skyrocketed. And, you know, we, we, we talked about it. Like, how don't we have a lot of deflections? We're that fast. We're long. So we should get our fingertips on a lot of balls, and that slows fast teams down. 38 points is the Bucks' largest win of the season. Huh. They must have came back from Cabo, Cabo, because they, yeah. they look awesome now. Super annoying. It's killing our fun Doc Rivers segment. Well, also, they played the Hornets, guys. They beat the Hornets every time <laughs> this true. year by, like, 30. Yeah. Let's but they the have breaks, played. Okay. They have looked really good. They, yeah, they, they, they beat, were, like, they beat losing to teams like the Hornets of late. Like, they, they look, they've looked terrible recently, before this, really after the All-Star break. You know, it's. It's a it function is, of the it schedule. Is, it is unfortunate. Perloff's Chiefs have reportedly told Corner Legarius Sneed they'll mm. use their franchise tag on him if necessary, but the team is also apparently open to trading him if they can't work out a long-term deal. And the Kansas City Royals have the first victory over Nike Fanatics and MLB over these shameful new unis like the rest of us. KC hated those smaller letters being used for last names on the back of jerseys, so 
They pushed hard to use their usual lettering, and they pushed hard enough to win. It took people to the Royals' second televised spring training game to notice the good lettering. The fine folks at UniWatch did their usual digging, including talking to the team to get the full story. Uh, Fanatic says the smaller letters and the simpler logos and patches are necessary because these New Jerseys are lighter than past versions, so they couldn't handle the heavier-duty fonts and patches and <laughs> what? whatnot. This oh is the dumbest story, oh. and it's never-ending. Well, I think the the irony of this is that the least-watched team in Major League Baseball is going to have the best-looking uniform. Mm-hmm. That the Royals are the ones who actually got the uniforms the way they want them. No Honestly, disrespect. all 29 other fan bases, we should say shame on our ownership. The fact that they weren't paying attention enough, apparently, to say, hey, this is a problem. Our fans won't like this. And we don't want to wear them. Please change them. And all it took was that to be the change. Like, Steve Cohen, wake up, man. Well, what about, are you doing? So the jerseys are so light that what having someone's last name stitched on the back is going to is gonna tear this thing at the seams? Well, it, like the, the lettering old school-wise was whatever the right, like, I don't know, textile l- language would be. So, but, so, like, it was literally too heavy for the strength of these new jerseys. They had to downsize everything. And like thin them out and use less stitching, whatever. So you like weren't having patches like pulling down on the fabric of the sleeves and stuff. What a disaster! A disaster. All right, it's the only thing baseball is. Good. Shohei and this is all it's got going. They can't fix. No, this. we are not accepting. They cannot pants. fix this. <laughs> they fix this, then they might as well just go off to nowhere because nobody's going to care. Eight five five two one two four CBS. If you would like to get in on the our great debate series for today, which is the greatest come from come back from retirement of all time in sports. Again, also thank you to the Erie Seawolves who sent us these really awesome bucket hats. We appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. Okay, a lot more to do, including who is being shortchanged. Someone getting the old screw job? We'll tell you next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Wednesdays, great debates. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months series today the greatest comeback out of retirement of all time our pal big friendly is in california hey big friendly how you been how you doing magazine malone roll off <laughs> bogus 
EJ, the body Bilotti. I've been good. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing excellent. You got someone for our great debate series today. Proloff was right. Proloff was right. The greatest comeback is Dick Vermeil. Mags Malone, he got the Rams to the throne. That's the greatest comeback. There's no debate. You know what, friendly? I mean, so Pete did Bruce Bochy, yep. who retired and uh, came back and won a World Series. Yeah, so Vermeil went from 82 to 97 as a broadcaster and came back in 97 and built a champion. That's that's a long time. That's a long time to be away. I was going to say, so Pete said that Bruce Bochy should get it because in the three years he was away, or four years he was away, analytics really changed the game. I would say Dick Vermeil, the game probably changed a lot more between 1982 and 1997. Yeah, but then Vermeil and March hit him with something they haven't seen before. Yep. I think Vermeil learned something in that 15 years <laughs> because the uh, Rams innovated immediately. You that know, was a great one. The other thing, too, about Vermeil, Big Friendly, thank you so much. I'm going to put you on hold. EJ wants to talk to you for a sec. Um, not only did he have success in St. Louis, but... Those Kansas City seasons, there's a one thirteen and three season there, and another ten and six season. There. Yeah, no, Vermeil had a great second act. Also, there's a movie that I always keep telling you to watch, Kurt Warner movie. He's played by Dennis Quaid. Mm. That's always pretty cool, and he's played by Greg Kinnear in the Unbreakable movie. So Dick Vermeil has made uh, two big movie appearances. That's something, right? Uh, sure. Mike is in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Mike, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing this morning? We're fantastic. Who's your best comeback out of retirement? Well, one that nobody talked about, and I grew up with him, is Muhammad Ali. He was out of boxing for almost four years yep. due to being suspension from the draft. Then within three years, I think it was, he, he, he knocked out um, Foreman. I mean, he surprised everybody when he beat, beat him for the championship. So yeah. I'm going to put, and then he went on a tear. But we had a rule, so, you had um, to retire. Yes, we we all like Ali, we love Ali. Mike, we said, did Ali retire? He was really protesting the Vietnam War, and so maybe we're splitting hairs here because, of course, Ali is an all-time great comeback. But thank you for the phone call, appreciate that. Well, also, I mean, actually, I think Ali did retire a couple times at Oh, the I'm end. sure. He's a boxer. Uh, they all the, retire. Floyd Mayweather you know, retired and came back. I mean, Ali, in a sense, is an unpre... I mean, there's a movie about it. His comeback is really incredible because he had the whole world against him, and he came back despite that. But he never wanted to walk away. He was just barred from fighting in all those states. So I think because of the rules of this debate, Ali does not qualify. Otherwise, he's a perfect amazing candidate uh okay so keep them coming with the greatest uh return from retirement of all time Perloff, this was something that was on your radar a lot which is this new straw poll that comes out that espn oh, yeah. does about the nba mvp and the fact that jason tatum is not in the top four i don't think at this point Jokic, um shea gildress alexander and uh, is Giannis in the top three? Luca, Luca's very high and Luca, up there. But Jason Tatum, the best player on the best team in the NBA, is not really in consideration. So Draymond Green, uh, who, you know, obviously I, Draymond Green and I famously think alike. Yeah. He was like, what the heck is going on with this poll? I have a question. The best team in the league is, is the Boston Celtics right now. I don't think anyone's arguing with that. They're by far the number one team in the East. And I think that they're kind of a Vegas favorite to face the Nuggets in the finals. Jason Tatum's their leader. 
why is he an MVP candidate? Why do we not believe Jason Tatum is at the same level as these other guys? I'm trying to figure out. I have some theories on why because we, you know, Draymond said we saw him lose in the finals. Wait, we have the Draymond sound. Yeah, let's, let's hear, hear from Draymond Green. Says Jason Tatum is not being taken seriously enough for MVP. The goalposts has shifted dramatically because in this guy's case, he's fifth, and they got a seven and a half game lead. That goalpost is moving on JT. I don't know what JT got to do. I do know what JT got to do. I told y'all last time what JT got to do. JT will not be taken serious for the MVP until he win a championship. And it just hasn't been that way for everybody else. I must say, it's not that way for Joker. It's not that way for Giannis. It's not that way for Joel. I mean, golly, that is brutal. I think it's because Jason Tatum is it's his manner too. He's very low keyed. He's always been low keyed. And I think him trying to say, Oh, I'm the best player in the league, he said that earlier this year. I just don't feel like anyone really buys Jason Tatum. So Wait a is there anyone more low key than Jokic who treats right. it this like a side hustle? Yes, but there's a different thing about Jokic. Tatum, I don't know. Tatum is viewed differently. Jokic, I think everyone kind of they, they know he doesn't care about basketball, but he's still a total killer. Jason Tatum I don't know. People just are not wrapping their head around him as that kind of player. I know it's funny because Kobe was his mentor, but he doesn't seem to have in people's mind that Kobe thing. Okay, I don't so think people view him as a finisher. This is a this is a problem in the NBA on a couple fronts, which is if you actually go to the finals and fail, it is in some ways worse for your reputation than if you don't even make the playoffs or if you flame out early in the playoffs. We talk about this with coaches all the time in the NBA. The best way to keep your job as a coach in the NBA is do not make the playoffs. Don't make the playoffs. Because if you go and fail, now all of a sudden you're on the hot seat as opposed to if you're just some mediocre team, you can sort of fly under the radar for a lot longer. And it's ridiculous to me. The same thing with Tatum. Because he's had spectacular flameouts in the postseason, now Shea Gildress-Alexander, who's done absolutely nothing in the postseason yet, he's 25, so we got a lot of time, that he would get this MVP over Tatum. I it doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I think I think some of this, though, I mean, we got to be real, though. His numbers don't match up to the guys we're talking about at the top, uh, including Jokic, who has a championship. Sure. And when we're talking about most valuable player, and I know he's a great player. He's the best player on the Celtics. But he has two other guys averaging 20 points a game. He has a point guard who could have been an all-star this year in Derek White. Like, he has a great team. When you're thinking about most valuable you look at them and say, hey, if Tatum missed a month, would the Celtics miss a beat? Probably not. Okay, but then we have it both ways because then it's like you can't win it if you haven't won a title, which means inherently your team is awesome. So, But if you haven't won a title, then you're not worthy of an MVP. But if you're the best player on your team and you have no one around you, then you're also not worthy of an MVP. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, the problem, too, is Jason Tatum would probably score 30 points a game in Oklahoma City because there aren't a lot of scorers there. They're, they're a great team, but I think he, you know, if you're on a bad team, you get a lot of shots, so you get more points. Like and he takes the same amount of shots as Shea Gilders Alexander. No, Shea Gilders is no, they do not. I'm looking at their numbers: twenty for Shea, nineteen for Tatum. No, I know Shea is hitting at a high percentage. I, I will give you that. And, it, and the field attempts are basically the same. But who do you want? Who's getting the finals? Jason. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 